Happy Sunday, Hillside. I'm so glad you're taking a few moments to join us online. Whether you're traveling or whether you're just staying home today, I'm so glad that uh, we can connect. Aren't you grateful for the opportunity that uh, the digital age provides for us? I want to welcome you, of course, to Hillside and today's sermon. Also want to remind you, right above this video, there are a couple links ways you can stay connected with us. The first is our digital connection card. You can let us know how we can be praying for you, how we can encourage you and equip you in your faith by filling that out. Answer any questions, boxes, check them, and of course let us know how we can be praying for you. That's all on the connection card. And then of course you can stay generous through online giving. Don't forget that links above there as well that you can give simply, safe, and secure anytime, anywhere. As always, thank you for your generosity. And speaking of generosity, I'm excited today to share a message I've entitled Growing in Generosity. It is the last installment of our Proverbs series. So if you're picking this video up, and have never been with us online or have any idea what series we're in, we have been in a series since Easter, just the Sunday after Easter, I began a series going through some various Proverbs. And today we're ending that series with a message entitled, Growing in Generosity. I've got three simple yet powerful points for you based off of a foundation for us. And that foundation is Proverbs chapter 11, verses 24 through 25. And I want to read those from the message translation, and then I'll follow up with the New International Version as well. So first, this message translation. It says this, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. And then in the NIV, it says, One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Lord, bless our time today. Encourage us in this arena, this area of our lives, God. May we grow in our generosity towards you and towards others. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I'm excited. I want to share this um, directive, this encouragement, this challenge, command, invitation from Scripture to be a generous person. Uh, generosity has transformed my life two ways. I've received tremendous generosity, but also by God's grace, He has led me to be a person that is generous. And I am so excited just to share for a few moments around this theme of generosity. Proverbs, as it has done all this series, it gives us a truth. And many times, I think if we push pause and step back, we find, yeah, that is an eternal truth. That is what we've experienced in our own life or we've seen it in the lives of others, that generous people, in this case, generous people, they have a tendency to experience a different way of life in that they are generous towards others. There's a peace, there's a calm, there's a joy, there's a strength, there's a hope, 
that comes from living in a direction of generosity. This was an area of my life that after I was saved, um, it's part of the discipleship piece to my story and in my life. I didn't naturally become gener generous. I didn't wake up one day and think, you know, I think I'm going to be generous. It was an area that I had to humble myself. I had to learn, I had to grow, I had to discover, I had to be teachable. It's an area of interest towards me. I've read several books on generosity. I've read, of course, several scriptures on generosity. And it's still an area that I'm growing in. I don't want to come across in any way, shape, or form like somehow I've got the corner on the market. No, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still discovering. But uh, if I can say anything about generosity, I will say that as you grow in your relationship with Christ, um, there are certain moments along the way that He will circle back around the area of generosity in your life. You know, Jesus talked about money more than any other subject. If you were to study His teachings, money was spoken about most of all. And I know why. And I think you can see why as well. That uh, money has a tendency to pull on the heartstrings of our life. And Jesus, in a bold moment, He says, Listen, He said, No man, no woman can serve two masters. He will either love one and hate the other, or hate one and love the other. You cannot serve both God and money. It's interesting. We'd think he'd say you can't serve God and the devil. The reality is, he says you can't serve God or money. He knows the lure, the temptation of money. And so I want to share just a simple uh, three-point encouragement, I hope, for you. Some things I've learned along life's way. And these are going to uh, all begin with the letter C. They're C words. The first is created for generosity. I want you to begin to see yourself as someone that's created for generosity. You may not feel very generous right now. You may think, man, my life is the opposite of that proverb. I'm not, I'm not the generous, I'm the stingy. I want to just come alongside you and encourage you. If there's one truth I can um, share with you today, you are created in the image of your Maker. And our God is abundantly generous. He is ridiculously generous. He is called Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. He meets needs. He goes above and beyond. He is so abundantly blessed. And He blesses us time and time again, far more than we deserve. God is just that good and that kind. And here's the kicker. We've been created in His image. You know, you've been created in His goodness, in His likeness, and in His generosity. You know, part of our wiring, part of our very creation, as God made us from the dust, as the story accounts in the beginning of Genesis, do you know that the first direction, the first responsibility given to Adam and Eve were to be stewards, not owners? They were to see their life and their time in a stewardship model rather than an ownership model. Created, created to be generous. You're created to be generous. All that you have is simply a test of our stewardship. You know, we live in a culture and in a climate that tells us, nah, you're really the owner. 
You made it happen. It's yours. When in reality, as followers of God, as beloved daughters and sons of the living God, you know what we are? We're stewards. God is entrusted to us. And I want to encourage you. You may feel a little locked in, a little under, a little stingy, so to speak. I want to tell you, don't worry about that. Know this. Get this truth locked on the inside. I was created for generosity. That was one of the first things I had to recognize in my life. That God had so blessed me, despite others that were more blessed in my mind, despite others who had far more than I had. You know, generosity, it doesn't have to do with what you have. It has to do with the state of your heart. And that's my challenge for you right now this morning, is just to see yourself as a generous person created in the image of a generous God. God has been so good to us, hasn't He? And He invites us to be His vessels of generosity to the world around us. I think of so many people along our life story who have just blessed us, been an encouragement. We come, Kelly and I come from generous families, parents, siblings who love us and are kind to us. And they've helped um, us They've propelled us in life by their generosity. I'm coming off the back end of uh, my daughter's 12th birthday party. Lily, our eldest daughter, turned 12. And I was just so encouraged by our family's generosity and some of her friends. I mean, they just blessed her socks off. And I stepped back there and I thought to myself, man, that's, that's how the kingdom operates. You know, in our church, um, I know you're catching this online, but many of the people uh, you walk by or do life with here at Hillside, that's a generous people. There are people who do things behind the scenes to care for one another, to bless one another. They're so generous and it, and it always costs us something. It always costs us something. It costs us dollars as we give, costs us time, costs us energy. But can I tell you, it always strengthens our heart. Yes, we're blessing others, but how many of you know we're also so blessed? I just think about yesterday, Saturday at Serve Day. We participated in over four projects. Thursday, because of your generosity, we were able to serve over 60 faculty at Grantline Elementary. And then we were able to bless a special uh, mother with her yard getting done, doing yard work. Tremendous generosity there. And then Hope Southern and Love Unlimited. What is that? That's generosity. That's people rising up, stepping into their God-given identity. I want you to hear me loud and clear. You were created to be generous. The second C is Generosity must be cultivated. We've got to cultivate generosity. Generosity is not just going to happen. That was a big learning piece for me. You know, just because I began to see myself as generous, my faith had to be seen. I had to do something. There had to be action. You remember the story in the Gospels where Jesus is teaching and the room is so crowded that a man gets let in from the roof. His friends carry him up above. They begin to dig through the roof and drop, not drop him, but lower him down so that Jesus can heal him. Do you know the scriptures say Jesus saw their faith? That's what I'm talking about when I say cultivate generosity. Can your faith be seen in this area? Are you a giver? Are you a tither? Are you someone who strategically appropriates money to make a difference for the kingdom of God? 
This was a learning curve for me and I'm so grateful that in some of my earliest formation, in my earliest discipleship, I learned the significance of cultivating generosity. I truly believe, I don't project this on anybody, I don't want this to be a false yoke, but I have tasted and seen the blessing of the tithe, for example. Have you leaned in and read scripture and studied scripture on the tithe and sacrificial giving and offerings? Beautiful ways that we can step up and trust the Lord as we walk and live a generous life. One of the game changers for Kelly and I, before we were ever married, we were as, as singles tithing. We would give a specific amount of our income and I'm so grateful that for Kelly and I, this was never a, a big conversation. You know, when you're early married and you're figuring out life, you were living uh, separate and now you're living together, you're married, you're learning life, you're discovering life together. You know, we've never argued over this area. We've always known we want God's blessing. And it's a cultivating of generosity. For us, we've experienced the power of the tithe. We budget the first line item on our budget. I'm not going to show you our budget. You can just trust me, but we have it there in that Excel spreadsheet. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Right at the top, highlighted, tithe. Why do we do that? We believe in the first fruits. We believe that God has so graciously blessed us that we honor Him in what Scripture calls the tithe. Now, you can read Proverbs 3. I think it's 10 and 11. It's got some significant verses on the tithe. I'm talking about, though, us cultivating generosity. You may be in a place where tithing is no problem. You may be in a place where the Lord's asking you to begin to stretch yourself, begin to trust in giving. You know, your generosity, yes, it makes a difference locally. For us as a church, it makes a difference globally and in missions. But I can promise you one thing. It will do more for your heart than you will ever think or imagine. It's such a pivotal piece to our responsibility in discipleship. Generosity works like any other area of discipleship. We read God's Word and then we put our faith to it and we leave the results up to Him. I want to encourage you, consider how you can be cultivating generosity. Maybe take the month of June, tithe, July, tithe. Maybe you begin to see, begin to stretch yourself. Maybe you just begin to give appropriately, percentile-wise, just to begin to cultivate that spirit of generosity. I'm so grateful to Pastor Church that behind the scenes, man, we have so many generous people. Some tithe, some are generous even above and beyond their tithe and blessing others and caring for others. I'm telling you what a difference it can make in your spiritual life. And you say, well, why, why does God need my money? Hear me loud and clear. God doesn't need your money. But He knows the key to your heart. And He knows the pull and the lure of money gives us a false sense of security. It promises things that only come from the hand and blessing of God. I believe He set up the tithe as a test. Are we going to be stewards of His blessing? Are we going to be stewards of His goodness in our life? Or are we going to consider ourselves owners over what He has blessed us with? Those are a couple key pieces I had to learn, I had to discover. I don't want you to think I, I, I came to the table knowing everything. Oh no, I've had to learn and I've had to do this third piece. Consistent, 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 generous.
or consistently generous. Consistently generous. Committing to generosity and then practicing it. Practicing it. Practicing it. Heard of that statement? Practice makes progress. I can give you a big amen to that. I believe God's going to meet you in this season, in this message. That I want to tell you, if you begin to see yourself as generous, you better watch out. Because once the heart gets a hold of this truth, the hands are soon to follow. You'll find yourself wanting to go above and beyond. You'll find yourself generously blessing, generously giving, generously caring. You may say, man, I've never heard of this. I've never learned this from anybody. Well, I want to encourage you, dig into God's Word. Dig into the Scriptures. A couple great books I highly recommend. The Blessed Life by Pastor Robert Morris. It's a game changer. And then there's a book we also give out in our growth track called The Generosity Ladder by Nelson Searcy. It's a wonderful introduction into a lifestyle of generosity and a lifestyle of being discipled and submitting to God's way in the area of our finances. Thanks for joining me this morning. I'm praying for you. I'm pulling for you. Listen, I bless you in all your ways. And may God lavishly pour out His generosity in your life and through your life. Hey, have a great week. And I hope to see you one of these Sundays soon. God bless.